Hi, I'm Dr. Judy, and welcome to Supercharged Life, where I help you discover new ways to create success, wellness, and fulfillment, and give you tangible tools to supercharge your life. Today's supercharged tip is self-acceptance. And I am so excited because today you're going to learn how to supercharge your life with TV host, interior designer, and hardworking mom, Lauren Mack. She is a DIY queen featured on the own TV series, Homemade Simple, and currently the judge on Disney Plus's new streaming series, Shop Class, which I personally watch. You did? And I love it. And we have to talk all about it. Oh my gosh, yes. We have so, so much to talk about. I want to hear all about your child. Childhood, the things that you've struggled with sure. because you are such a good role model for so many people, oh. but you've had your own struggles too. And you're yeah. actually really good about being authentic with that Thank and you. actually telling your story, even though I know it's uncomfortable and it can yeah. be distressing. Yeah. And nah. it's, so anyway, there's just so, so much <laughs> to get into. Yeah. And I want to hear all about your skill sets because sure. I love the fact that you do so much design oh. So much amazing work. Yeah. You kind of turn a space into a sanctuary, sometimes out of nothing. And yeah. a lot of people could learn from that. You know, yes. people are intimidated by that whole, can I do this? Can it's I true. do my own design, my interior decorating? Can I transform my own space? Right. And you do all of that. And sometimes for such a small budget. It's true. So, you want to follow me around and tell everybody that who I meet? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll just stalk you and basically and you have a megaphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll just be your personal publicist <laughs> for the next few months. You say it so beautifully. I'm like, yes, that's like, thank you. Yay, so welcome, Lauren. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here and so, so happy to meet oh, you. Thank you, and me too. It's, I'm so grateful to be here. Well, it's so fun because our producer, Mario, and you have a very special connection. Yes. So tell us about that connection. Oh my goodness. Well, Mario and I, uh, you know, he's actually was one of my producers for my very first television show, which by the way, Kismet found for me. I, I got that job on Craigslist. It was a Craigslist ad response. So this what? is how the universe works because Craigslist Wait, led me to Mario. In the there's most... legit things on Craigslist sometimes. Ye well, there was. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a while. <laughs> but wow. yes. And so he was produced on my show there many years past before we were able to reconnect. But then um, I he actually called me for the opportunity to be on Fab Life for ABC mm. because he was a producer there. And after many people they had interviewed and auditioned, he thought of me and I got the job. You so, are great on Fab Life. Uh, I've watched a few you. episodes of Fab Life oh, and yeah? I thought that you guys had a great synergy. I liked the panel. I liked your topics. Yeah. Thank it was you. really fun. Thank you. But let's start with your childhood. You yeah. grew up in Oklahoma. Yes, I did. And yeah, I mean, I just want to hear all about your journey from yeah. Oklahoma and all the way to Certainly. Hollywood. But yeah. let's start with your childhood. Tell so, me a little bit about that. Great. I'd love to. You know, we you know, we're talking before the podcast. We're both yeah. kind of these like small town girls. And yeah. that's, that's such a really well, warm feeling for me because, uh, you know, I live in a big city now, but I was born and raised in Oklahoma City in like the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a different time then. But it, but it's a really cool period to learn. My mom just like sewed all of our clothes and made everything that we had all of our home decor all of our wow. like Christmas decorations you know like it was all DIY so when I was little I had a lot of that going on in my house because we didn't have much but we made a lot out of yeah. what we had I'm sure you can identify definitely <laughs> yes you know yeah. being an immigrant family exactly. and moving here with nothing right and even for a time our family we didn't have a home right and so for a couple weeks we were just sort of living out of our cars and yeah. crashing and it was my parents and myself and my little sister and right. so I can't imagine how my parents felt right. as parents trying to provide for their children and exactly. basically saying, my gosh, like we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Exactly. So it sounds like you've had very similar experiences of just having that financial struggle. So you don't yeah. necessarily know what the next day is going to bring, yeah. what kind of resources you might have, but you still had exactly a lovely living yeah. environment. I didn't know you we were broke. All, you didn't good. know we were broke. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all about comparisons exactly, and what right. your mindset is, right? Right. right. I, it's kind of really weird because I think a lot of people don't yeah. realize that sometimes it's just about the warmth that the family creates exactly. with other things. Yeah, and you know what's yeah. even great about that? I think growing up that way, you get to in, become a little bit more ingenious. You have you, you have the the ability to take something and make it or take nothing and make it into something. So like, yep. I didn't know we were broke or didn't have a lot of money. My parents were struggling to pay back their student loans and to get established in their careers. They were younger parents. And, and so, um, 
you know, I, we didn't know it. And yeah. it is what it's really what brought me here today, you know, to be sitting in front of you to Hollywood, because had it not been for those, you know, those meager beginnings, um, I wouldn't have been a DIY expert and I yes. wouldn't have been an interior designer and I wouldn't have been, you know, in California living my best life. It's it's yeah. amazing because really it sounds like from early on in your childhood, yes. you got the exposure. Yeah. You caught the DIY bug because yeah. your mom was the original DIY exactly. queen. Well, back then it wasn't DIY. It was, yeah. you better do it or die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, I yeah. guess I don't have a choice yeah. here, yeah, so yeah. better do it. So that's exactly. funny. So you were sort of forced into it You were it forced into it, yes. But then you creating grew. a career. And you, you, yes, yeah. but then you grew to love it. I did. Oh, I love it. You know, uh, so so I went off to college. I Actually, my vision, I, I, what really started for me was I was a graffiti artist and I love street art That's and I love cool. spray painting and I thought that was and I like hung out with the cool crowd who was always ditching school and going oh, yeah. to paint trains and doing do some graffiti stuff. yeah and, yeah I didn't yeah. get in trouble but I definitely got a few uh detentions for not you know for missing class that's a badass way to get detention though yeah yeah I'll take by it by being an artist yeah like, but hanging out okay. with the cool crowd yeah yeah uh so my vision was that I was going to sell my little Honda this little raggedy car I had my first car I was going <laughs> to sell it I had souped it up you know uh -huh. this is back in like the Fast and Furious days when you'd put some rims on your car you oh, know, yeah. sparkly spoilers? paste spoilers. spoilers. And, yeah, yes. you remember? Oh, yeah. A mess. Every and car so, in my high school had a spoiler. It was you ridiculous. It was the cool kids. You're like Honda Accord with a spoiler? <laughs> All right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was my car. I was going to sell it. I was going to go travel Europe with the with the inter, the exchange students we had from our school that, that were big into that scene. And my mom was like, no, no, girl, you're going to college. Mm. I didn't work this hard for you to sit around and fly around in Europe, you know, painting buildings. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, I got to go to college. So I was like, all right, yep. what am I going to do to, uh, how can I create this career out of like sort of this thing that I knew how to do, which was interior design and DIY and all these things yeah. and create a career out of that. So, um, I really didn't even know there was a, a, a study in interior design until I saw like Designing Women. Do you remember that show, Designing Women? That was oh, my stuff. Yeah. I was Julia Sugarbaker. I was sassy and Southern and, I, and, and, and wild and fun. And so I thought, oh, there's actually something to do here. Like right. I could make a career out of this. So I found the first college in my neighbor, like around me that had an interior design uh, degree or program. Uh -huh. And I went to it. And the very first day I went to school, I was like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Like, this is life. This is what I need wow. to do. Yeah, which is really good connection. You know, mostly in college, your first day is like, what am I doing here? Yeah, that the was fact it. that you made that connection so early yeah. is so cool. It was the first thing that clicked. I remember that, that, that first day of school being like, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was your favorite class in college? Well, of course, anything artistic was my stuff. So I loved, I loved drafting. Back then, we did drafting, like hand drafting, where you actually draw oh, a room yeah, out. You yeah, know, have you yeah. seen the, those, those With old the drafting tables? Yes, and markers and, yes. and perspectives and all that stuff. Yes. And, and I learned how to do that, and I was, I was really good at it. And I started getting recognized. You know, I was always in. I always, always went to school and. You know, where was an academic, I guess, but I never really put myself or energy into the schooling because I just kind of hmm, whatever mm -hmm. about it. But when I went to college, I actually really tried. Like yeah. I liked it and I got immersed into the learning process and maybe because I was paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you know exactly where those dollars are going, yeah. you get a little more invested. Yeah, maybe exactly, too. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. education wasn't free anymore, but but also it was just something that I was passionate about, and I knew that I yeah. could create a career out of it. So um, within two years, I, I was going to school there, and I thought it, this is in Oklahoma. I went to Oklahoma State, and uh, you know, I thought after about two years, I said I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do to the level I want to do it here in Oklahoma. I just didn't see the the business opportunities there. So I thought, got creative and thought how I could go out to an out-of-state school and get a little bit more education. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually opted for a national exchange program so I could pay the in-state tuition, but get the same credits. So that saved me tons of money. And that's a little oh, life yeah. hack. You want to deliver a supercharged like life. life hack. You remember <laughs> listening? People take notes because education is expensive Thank these you, days. Girl. Oh my God. I went to a state school. Oh, yes. I went to the UCs and I was yeah. already a California resident. Yeah. And so, you know, a semester back in the day yeah. was $2,500. Yes. Damn. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> I think it was probably about the same. But now yeah. that Sally Mae got a hold of me, it's like $7,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so crazy how expensive education it is. is. So, yeah, everybody remember that life hack. Yes. That's a good one. So, you, yeah. you creatively figured that out. I did. Yourself. I had to because I was like, I got to get out of Oklahoma. I just recognized that I wanted to spread my wings a little bit and uh -huh. I knew that I had the 
backings of my family. You know, you can always go home. That's what my mother is. Yeah, you can always go home. Yeah, but going to the world, you know what that's like. I sure do. Yeah, I'd be flipping burgers. I bet if I were still in Oklahoma, I just I didn't feel that that was the place for me. So I moved out to to Los Angeles, came to school here, and the rest is history. Really, I ended up answering a Craigslist ad, as I was saying earlier, and uh, and found a career in, in television. But that is such kismet that right? you answered a Craigslist ad. And before then, did you even think, oh, I want to have a TV career or a media no. career? That no. wasn't really you know. in your radar at that time. No, it's always something. It's Again, it's one of those other passions I loved. Growing up, I'd watch Oprah with my grandma. Yeah, you love the entertainment Yeah, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, you know, designing women. Yep. <laughs> What's the What are the chances, right? But yeah. um, when I came to, after I graduated from college, I was like, all right, what am I going to do? I worked for a model home merchandising firm. We designed all the models for those, you know, new neighborhoods they were building. Oh, yeah. Certainly at that time, a lot of them. Yes. Um, and I worked with a, a team there. And it was a really awesome experience because I got to really immerse myself in the design process. And so you would stage to, all of the models All homes. the models. Yes. 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 And it was kind of cookie cutter. sales, girl. Yes, girl. Yes. Well, then the <laughs> bubble burst on the economy and on this home market. And so yeah. people were getting fired. They were building less communities and obviously hiring less interior designers to, to stage those models. And so my company I started noticing was dwindling down and I thought, okay, something's happening here and yep. some, I need to make a shift. So I remember sitting in my car, I had a, do you remember they have those flip phones? The, um, Oh, what yes. is the what is that thing called? The the, the, the Samsung the or the sidekick? Oh, the sidekick. the sidekick. You remember well, that I haven't one? Heard that in a while. I know. Yes. I'm probably dating myself. Jeez. Okay, I totally get the Maybe sidekick. They I remember the razors. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I can see that. I can see that's kind of retro to have a sidekick. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Well, it had that little toggle on the side. And oh it was yeah, the first yeah, one yeah. I had with the internet on it. That's right. And I remember sitting in my car, and I went to Craigslist, and I was like, okay, interior designer, just looking for a job. And the first thing that came up was an opportunity for a trading spaces like television show to audition uh-huh. and I thought all right well I got a couple pictures from my work you know here from from the model home uh company and I thought well, let me just see if I can just take these down there and see what mm-hmm. happens I love trading spaces I remember watching with my mom or in college in bed on a rainy day on a Saturday with some food and snuggling up and so I thought all right let me just go see what trading spaces like tv show is Went and auditioned. I'd never auditioned for a television show in my life. I really had not really done any personal interior design work. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, like what was DIY that audition style. like? You know what's so funny? I don't remember because I had an out-of-body experience. Did you really? <laughs> Where, was it so surreal for you? Yes. You just didn't even know what yeah. was going on? Kinda. I vaguely remember parts and pieces of it. And when I left the audition, I, I remember coming out of the door and I was like, holy cow, what just yeah, happened? Like, What just happened? Yeah, something magical had happened. It was, again, that click. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't know what had happened, but I knew something great had happened. And, you know, I you know vaguely remember them calling me back for, you know, another call or a video here or whatnot. But I got the job. And I was yes. like, whoa. And I was in the big leagues then. Trading Spaces yes. was a fast-moving train. Oh, yeah. And I was a young designer. And I was like, what is happening? I'm from Oklahoma. I mean, right, right, you can still right. smell the manure in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> You're That's like, the countryest thing I've just, ever said. Right? You're like, just some dried manure on my boots. Yeah, exactly. That's still. probably why they hired me. They're like, right. she can get her cheap. But I bet they hired you because you just brought such an authentic energy to the table. I think sometimes when people have been in the industry for a little while, it starts to mess with their heads a little, you know, it gets kind of, you start to second guess yourself maybe. And also you keep thinking, well, maybe I should give them what I think they're looking for, but sometimes you're wrong. That's true. And if you just go in with who you are, they clearly love just what you were all about. And I bet bet they loved your backstory too, that you're this country girl from Oklahoma yeah. and here you are a little fish yeah. out of water story you know yeah. I was definitely out of water yeah. flopping all over yeah that's, that's probably where like get her we yeah, can get her yeah. she's here. funny she's gonna be good for comedy <laughs> yeah maybe so maybe so well yeah. that that was that was an incredible experience I gotta say you know that that entire uh, production was so cool because it was doing so many things at the time and it was just a really great way to get my feet wet in yeah. the business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you were on trading spaces for yes. a while. For three seasons, yes. which is so cool. Uh, you know, looking back, I thought, I think, what an incredible way to start, you know, your life and, and yeah. your career in this business. And, and, you know, listen, that was my first success. There's been several really awesome opportunities I've had since then and some that really didn't go so well, you know, but yep. I got to say like, um, this business is 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 tough sometimes, but yeah. really rewarding. Yeah, for sure. What was the most surprising thing to you while working on trading spaces? Oh, 
God, that they actually do what they say they do. Two days, $2,000, you know, yes, like, or $1,000. Yeah, I was like, wait, what do you mean? There's not a budget for anything extra? Like, no, this is a game show. That's it. That's I didn't it. realize it was actually a game show, like, because there are uh, stakes and then a reward, right? Right. So you, they have to play by the same rules. Yeah. So I was under the impression that it was a little TV magic. Uh-uh. You know, a little oh, it was a fair game? Up. It was a fair game. Oh, that's and great. And I was like, oh, wait, I got to play by the rules? <laughs> but I bet you really got to hone your chops yes. having those limitations yes. and knowing this is the entire budget yes. and this is the limited time that we have. Exactly. And you just get so much better at your it's craft, such, I bet. Exactly. Yeah. It was exactly that. Yeah. Judy. It was exactly that. You had to yeah. be so creative. Y- you do. So and crazy. I got a lot of, you know, one of the biggest things I talk about with DIY is that there's a thin line between do it yourself and screw it yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I can say about that show is like, I have these really lofty ideas and I'm like, okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And then I get started on it. And I'm like, oh, this is not working. And so yep. you can make a lot of mistakes. You gotta know? pivot. And that is like, gotta pivot. Yeah, pivot. That's a good way to put pivot. it. Time to pivot. Time Cry to pivot. in the closet with a bottle of wine. Right. And yeah, that's the pivot. That's the pivot. Then you emerge a new person. Yes, so exactly. I feel better now. Exactly. Well, I'm more creative. Exactly. Really, I think people don't realize that it's not just the home, it's anything, it's a workspace, it's whatever space yeah. that you're in, whatever space yeah. that you own, that it is so important for that to feel like it's a safe place for you. Yes. That it's a sanctuary of sorts. That when yes. you look around, you feel like it reflects you. Yes. That you feel safe. You yes. feel safe yes. and then cradled and hugged when you're in that yes. room. Yes, it's and, so true. Yeah, and whether it's a big house or a little house, right. you can create that kind of element. Yes. No matter what budget you're starting out with. Absolutely. No matter how big or how small, no matter how many people are in there. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it makes sense, right? As human beings... That is such a base level of yes. safety is just home. Isn't it crazy? And yeah. it's the one, isn't it funny? Like no matter where you are, you can be on a beautiful vacation for three weeks. Yeah. There's the one place you want to go when you, you can't wait to get back to. Yeah. You can be in a hospital for three days. And the first thing you want to do is go home. You know, yeah. it should be your sanctuary. It's the one place you've customized. And, and it's the one yeah. thing you work so hard for. That's you know, that's right. the biggest bill that I think most of us pay. It's the reason why you got into this world and to, to make ends meet so you can come back to your space. Yeah. And so that's why I love what I do because I take this so seriously. When it comes for me to design a space for someone, I, I really take into consideration who's living there because it is that. It is that sanctuary. It's that nest yes. and that snuggly, boogly, close yes, to you. Yes, we all need that. Heartbeat feel. Yeah. We all need that. And right. it is such a restorative experience, I bet, going through an interior design session or sessions with you and, yeah. and being able to really translate right. whatever vision they had right. in their heads and you getting to know them and their personalities and their wants and likes and being able to actually yeah. bring it to fruition yeah. and show them the tangible way that it looks like exactly. in real life, which exactly. is so neat. And, and, and I think when you make that transformation in your living space, you are truly making an inner transformation right. as well. Agreed. Well, yeah. And it's so funny. I, I, I'm sure you're going to get to this and I don't want to jump ahead, but <laughs> I I also have to take the same approach to my body. Yeah. So um, and it's something that I've had to learn to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know for your audience and I might be skipping ahead. Am I skipping ahead? No, Judy? you go. You okay. go ahead. I'll, I, I'll follow you. Don't okay. worry. I'm, okay. I'm, right on, I'm right there. I'm sorry. I was about to pivot <laughs> and you caught me and then you pivoted first. So it's uh, okay, good. Okay, We're okay. all on the same page here. Okay, I was just good. about to get to that. Okay. So well, for, great. for your audience, because I know you already know for your audience <laughs> I, I, and for everyone who, who hasn't heard or maybe even who always know, does know me, I lost over 140 pounds. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you. And at the highest weight, you were at 289. 287 pounds is what I recall. Yeah. Sorry, I added two pounds. I had a (laughs) chimichanga before, right after that. So who knows? Um, That's amazing. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you very much. And and it's been and, and my lowest I was one forty. I'm not anymore. So let's see. I lost over 140 pounds. I might have found 40 more somehow along the way. But yeah. It happens. It's it's no small uh, coincidence that I I take care of people's homes and create a space that they can live and love and thrive in. Mm-hmm. Because I feel the same way. I've had to take the same approach to my body. Yeah, your body is where your soul where lives. Where I really live. Where you. Yeah. Well, that's where exactly. I really live. You know what I mean? That's right. And so I had to get really aware of that um, and make peace with it and do the best I can with it, yeah. just like I do with any home, um, because it's important to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And I, you don't recognize it often. I, 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 I've got a therapist. <laughs> I 
life coach. You know what? <laughs> I love hearing that because I feel like everybody should have a therapist they do. because you don't have to go to a therapist only when things are so downhill. Yeah. You've got a severe mental illness. No. I think that therapy is for everyone. It's- a therapist is like a good bra. Thing. You need good support. That is right. Thank yeah, you. Know? Wow, I like that. I know. I a just therapist is like that. a good bra. They need good support. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna a two-handed have, approach. Okay. I have been <laughs> I have been dreaming up this new series of motivational oh, posters yeah? I want to create. Yeah. And I feel like it needs to be motivational quotes that work instead of ones that people make fun of. No. And that is like such a good one. Okay, you I want to. I'm gonna license it Put for it. use. Okay. We can we can go into Tag business me. together. Tag me, Judy. Go into business together. <laughs> but I I love that, and that's so funny because like what woman yeah. if they're listening to this or even a man yeah. understanding the women in their yes. life like oh yeah women need bras they like good support too. They yeah, everybody needs yeah. a good push-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so great. I love that yeah. approach to mental health because yeah. I feel like sometimes in our society, even though we've come a long way, there's still so much stigma it's about having a therapist. You know how Why hard would you it was have a to therapist? find a therapist for me as a woman, especially as an African-American woman? I really wanted to find somebody that remind resembled me or kind of understood what I was going through. It was super hard. Yeah. I have a woman therapist. She's not African American, but she does she just gets it. You feel like she gets you. She gets yeah. me. And that's, that's so more important. important than my race. You know? And people should really shop around for their therapist. Some people do. just settle right in. Yeah. It's like why? You're gonna yeah. tell this person your most inner secrets and, and demons and, and well, all you kinds don't buy of the stuff. first bra, do you? Yes and then well, I don't know about you, but mm. I sure oh, can. Oh no, no. I gotta try a bunch on <laughs> exactly. you gotta get measured and remeasured, exactly. blah blah blah. Exactly. And so sometimes they still don't fit. So that's how it is. And then you get it over still got a gap in the back <laughs> oh i know and then i wash it for the first time and it's misfitted Shrunk. again i'm like oh darn exactly. it exactly go back and get another one that's so, exactly how it works though yeah but and then you right. know sometimes you even outgrow a therapist and you have to get you another do. one you so do. i love that that you're being so open about yeah. this and you're right about the fact that our inner transformation is so important right. because your struggles with weight started at a relatively young age so when i watched your segment yeah. on fab life I remember just being so struck by how raw the emotions still were, even though it was years and years after. Oh man, they still do. You know, it's like when you're dealing with weight issues or any issue, any addiction issues, really, it doesn't have to be weight. Everybody's going through something, right? You can be addicted Mm -hmm. to shopping or, you know, gambling or drinking or doing drugs, whatever it is, whatever vices. Some of us are addicted to self-loathing, Yeah, you know? And so um, whatever, mine just happened to be visible. You yeah. know what I mean? But everybody's going through something. And so yes. when you're dealing with that, it's there's a lot of emotion that comes behind it and a lot of healing that can be done around it, you know? Yeah. And I recognize that I turned to food as a friend to get to yeah. to not feel emotions. Yes. And then when I when I didn't have that as a capability, I turned to things like alcohol or yeah. marijuana, which Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if you can under- identify with too, I'm sure. I, I think so many people have that idea in their heads that in some ways food is that comfort or food is a type of self-medicating just as you mentioned as alcohol and cannabis and and other types of drugs and Mm -hmm. for you I think it started I know that you mentioned that at the age of 14 your parents separated yeah and that was when kind of things that's I mean you know yes I remember loving donuts when I was like like too much when I was little but I think that was the trigger for me that really like uh, that was uh it was a a lot of emotion and I didn't know how to process emotion and so And also, too, one of the things I've learned through this process is like I... I had been avoiding trying to feel things like uh-huh. feelings are hard to feel, you know, I mean, totally. when you really start thinking, sometimes I have to check in with myself and be like, okay, how do I feel in this moment? Like, am I anxious? Am I mm-hmm. tired? Am I sleepy? Am I frustrated? Am I mad, angry? Whatever it is. And I had never really shifted those emotions. So I was like, let me just eat because I can uh-huh. stuff the feeling. I don't have to, I can be happy and eat. I can yeah. be sad and eat, you know? Yeah. So I've, one of the things that I try to do now is check in with myself about how I actually feel. Yes. Because we're all trying to avoid feeling. That's why we drink and, you know, and, yeah. and, and numb in any yeah. capacity, right? It makes so much sense because food is the ultimate distractor to negative and it's emotions. Good. Because yeah, when you're eating it, you get that quick dopamine kick. Yeah. You're feeling great in that moment. Yeah. And then comes, of course, the shame, the regret, right. and all that stuff. And then it's a cycle, after. right? The oh, shame then cycle. then you just eat again, right? And you write about and it. it. And it makes so much sense when you <laughs> yeah. also consider the fact that your food was a reward of sorts for a while because your dad would take you out on the weekends. It was quality right. time with dad. Right. So then there's so comfort. many happy emotions that are connected with food. You know, one yes. of the things I've also learned through this process is number one, my food addiction is really shitty. Oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> food addiction okay. really sucks because you have to eat to live. You know, if you're an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you don't have to do, have a drink. If yeah. you're a meth head or excuse me, meth addict, you don't yeah. have to do 
any drugs to to survive, but you have to eat. And yeah. every activity that involves life oh, is yes. surrounded by food, whether it's um, Sunday dinner or family barbecue yeah. or Easter dinner, Christmas dinner. And so many beautiful know? memories, but also yeah. so many decision-making points yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. So that's the other thing, too, when somebody says, oh, well, uh, I, I like party drugs, but only when I'm around a certain crowd then right. it's there. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do it. Right. Well, food is so different, as you just mentioned. Right. Most of us have to eat several times a day. Yeah. And so you're making those decisions several times yeah. a day. Yes. And it's sometimes the way that you connect, especially with certain people in your <clears throat> oh, life. Oh, yes. People who define themselves as foodies or yes. if your family's all about food, then you know every time you see them, it's going to be and about it's inundated food. every commercial on TV, every jingle yes. on the radio. It's like, oh. it sucks, man. It's hard to, yeah. it's really, really difficult. And I so my, my heart really goes out to people who, when I see someone who's struggling or I even hate to say struggling, but dealing with a weight issue. Yeah. I I, my heart changes for them because it's like, you know, you're not surrounded by that. There's no mm -hmm. <clears throat> influence to, I don't know, gamble all the time. I, maybe there is. Maybe, maybe that's not my problem. But yeah. there's no influence to do any hard drugs all the time. But uh -huh. you have to eat and to live. And so it's that's really, every it's single a, human being's experience. Exactly. So it's a tangle. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that there's anybody out there who would say, I've never, ever had a struggle with food, ever. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody has struggled, at least in some small way, oh, with food, yeah. especially when you're a teenager. And this is yeah. sort of when it came to a head for you. Yes. There's so much social pressure yes. to be a certain way. Well, why right. don't I look like everybody else? Right. And what are people thinking about me? Because right. like you said, your quote unquote struggle, even if we don't always use that term, mm -hmm. was visible. So yes. if you were overweight, you walk in and you're already thinking, what is everyone thinking about me? Yeah, you I'm, I'm ordering my food. Yes. What are they thinking about yes. the thing I just ordered? And you have to, you know, one of the saddest things I've rectified with, with being overweight was that I always found myself apologizing for my existence yeah. or for apologizing for the space that I, I took up, whether, you know, physically or otherwise, like I always felt so apologetic for being in in, in space. Yeah. And I, and what, so, but I, I guess my message to anyone who is struggling with that is like, and it feels really lonely, by the way, I, I didn't yeah. think we'd be talking about wait this long, but it's yeah. a good thing to talk about because I feel yeah. like every time I do talk about it, someone else, it resonates with someone because yes. food is a really powerful, um, uh, has a really powerful community yeah. and people really struggle with that. So God, I would give anything to be, had to have your legs. <laughs> My thigh has been touching since I was a fetus. Uh, <laughs> I, I should also mention, I was born quite uh, curvaceous, so I don't think I ever really stood a chance. But, uh, but, you uh, came out with curves. Yeah, I, I really did. I got pictures of me, and I'm like, wow. Uh, okay, well, I get it honest. <laughs> you got an hourglass figure, baby. You know? I was, I was. Uh, I love it. But um, I'm so glad you are talking yeah. about it, because like you said, I think it does resonate with so many people. Yeah. And that aspect of loneliness yes. that people sometimes don't understand how yeah. Loneliness can kill. It, it really is. can, and it and you it fuels bad decision making or, or let's yeah. say not great decision making. And so, um, you know, the self love was a really important component. And and you know, we talk about self love, self love. You should love yourself. Yeah. But it's really about like ex it starts with self acceptance. So that's, that's what, what it, it start. That's what it was for me. I wasn't accepting of the space that I took up, and I was apologetic about being even existing in other people's presence. And so. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, turned into a shame cycle. And then it was like, eat the burger, girl. You deserve it. You want to feel good. Oh, no, you ate the burger, you idiot. Now you eat the burger. You know, so it was just oh, this whole thing. Yes. And for me, and so I'm that learning to break that cycle and to start really accepting myself and yeah. and loving myself and treating my body as if it was the home that I live in. Yes. You know? Um, and do you is. still sometimes <clears throat> struggle too? At this point, still with you just, look at, yes. you just looked at me like, huh, girl? Have you been listening? I ate two donuts <laughs> yesterday, and I like, well, I'm fueling a body. I got right, but you know what? Now it's like, if I see a dimple on my thigh, who cares? I'm 37 years old. It mm -hmm. happens. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. <clears throat> Somebody likes it. Yep. A lot of people like it. Don't uh, worry, girl. Likes it. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're real about this. You know, it's, yeah. it's a constant thing that you have to work on. Right. And I think all of us have to work on self-development right. all the time, whatever your struggle is, because 
you're not done really. Never. It's not like you lose the weight and you're yeah. you're you're looking better and you think you feel better that oh, yeah. and I'm never gonna struggle with food decisions ever again. Every time yeah. I look at food, it's gonna be just this healthy mindset and yeah. never gonna want that donut or feel bad about myself no. if I eat the donut. Exactly. Right? And you know, for me too, it's like moderation, even I've I try to learn tricks that I, I can do that. So like maybe I'll have a smoothie for breakfast instead of a breakfast burrito, which is what I usually really want. Oh, those <laughs> breakfast burritos. Though. I know they get me every time. They're so good. Do you see it on the thigh? And you're like, uh -oh. I definitely don't have smoothies for breakfast. That sounds like uh, a, I, mean, I want bacon and eggs for breakfast. Well, that's keto friendly, you know. Yeah, those kinds of you tricks. Know, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't cut out bacon. You know, uh, yeah, know. no, that's fair. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do give it. up bacon. We love bacon. <laughs> um, but how did you realize when that sort of morphed into maybe struggles with alcohol or maybe struggles with marijuana? Right. When did that all happen? Because it was when you. So I had a gastric bypass. So I was mm -hmm. physically unlimited or limited to amount of food I could eat. So when you take away that crutch, I had, I transferred it into something else. Because you didn't have the other coping exactly. skills quite yet. Right. I did, at that point I didn't. And I, I yeah. wasn't an alcoholic by any stretch. I just would rely on having, you know, and I said to myself, oh, I'm having a good time with my friends or yeah, I'm mm -hmm. after work or it's Friday or yeah. it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's a, and then that's when <laughs> the you morning. said, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Because yeah, it was like, well, the, well, and then, and then, you know, I lived, I was successful during that time. I mean, I, yeah. I thought it's just like food cocktails were social for me, you know, and it yeah. was something fun and you could always find a friend who wants to have a And a again, glass of tied wine. up with really good memories sometimes. Exactly. Community. Community. You don't have to be lonely. Let's exactly. have drinks together. Drinks. It's brunch. Yeah. Now it's bacon time. So yeah, bacon with your bloody Mary. I love bacon. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Lauren, I was part of a bacon of the month club. Oh, wow, literally oh, that committed. serious, like wow. bacon of the month club, and they would ship you two pounds of bacon every what? month, and the flavors would be Give different. Give me the email address it's for the baconfreak.com. <laughs> I'll send it right perfect, to you. I'll send perfect, you your first month of perfect. bacon. Perfect. I'm here for it. Again, it's keto friendly. That's that's it's what I'm getting friendly. on. You're good. Yeah, You're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you make up your mind and say, you know what, I, I don't like the way alcohol or marijuana is influencing right. my life, so and maybe. When I got when I started working with my life coach, mm. it really was because she awakened me. And again, this is why it's important to find a community of people who want to see you do well or to see yeah. you succeed. So, you know, I got a life coach. I I really I really didn't even think I needed therapy. I thought, well, mm. I'll get a life coach. And 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 I call her life coach, therapist. They all kind of tend to run together, but it's someone who who was obje non objective and uh, wouldn't tell me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And like your That's friends the hallmark and family. Of a good therapist. Right. If it's just a yes person, then what are you doing? Well, right. And you know, yeah. I was like something about my life I would like to change. And I didn't know exactly what it was. And, and again, I didn't think that I needed like to be awakened, but it was a, mm. really, she's a conscious coach is what she calls it. So it's like living life consciously. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just reacting to things and just doing what we all tend to do is, you know, like just going about life, not recognizing why we do things. And so right. I, I found a conscious coach, a uh, conscious life coach. And she, started rec re helping me understand like why do you do that why do you think that it's okay to have drinks all day with your friends and mm. and I'm going well I'm successful I got a great job and I'm, yeah. you know I'm paying my bills on time and yeah. I've never had a DUI and right. what's wrong so what's with that problem? exactly right. it, it wasn't a problem for me but she's like but why do you do that you know like you mm. you have feelings you know why are you drinking to feel good and then I was like, oh, yeah, why do I do that? Like, what am I doing? And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, do I need a drink to have a good time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like to have a drink to have a good time. Right. You know, I like yeah. to have a joint before yeah. I brush my teeth. <laughs> 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 or I mean, in the evening. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, what am I running from? And then I recognize I have a life that I don't need to numb from. I have a great life. Yeah. So why would I do those things? And I, I was living unconsciously, you know? Mm. And so I've made an effort in my life to be a little more conscious of what I do think, why I react to certain things a certain way or why I, you know, uh, choose to believe certain beliefs. You know, yeah. I, I realized too, like my mom hates cats. And I, and I always grew up thinking, I hate cats. I freaking hate cats. I uh -huh. really don't like cats. And then I was like, do I really hate cats? And so I had to even yeah. dive into that because it's like all of this programming I'd had yeah. uh, around my life. And then I was like, but do I even feel that way typically? So I had to just take some time to like feel feelings, mm -hmm. to recognize why I do things, live a little bit more consciously. And, and also because I wanted to be a better parent to my child, yeah. you know? And that is one of the biggest motivations is yeah. what can I provide right. to my children? Right. Because you're about to have your second one. And so yes. it's really all about what kind of what kind of skills do I want to teach them? Because what right. you said about programming is so true. And I know yeah. that you had a recent Instagram post about this. There was oh, yeah. a quote about that. And yeah. I think it's so true that sometimes we don't realize the programming that we had as children, as teenagers. Yeah. 
at the time they were protective of you in some yes. way. You were you went through some stress. Yeah. When parents divorce, it's traumatizing to the yes. child. I don't care what people say. Yes. It is traumatizing. It is. But then when you get older, yeah. you still take that programming yes. and still apply it to your life in current day. Yes. When actually doesn't really work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, right? I actually, I feel like Alanya Von Zant recently, I, maybe I just saw this on Instagram too. Maybe it was a quote I posted, who knows? But it said <laughs> the, the armor you built for yourself then, just yeah. protect yourself then, doesn't work for you anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh sh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I built this wall around me. I uh -huh. protected myself with food. I told myself it didn't matter, but it did. Yes. And I led my life to believe that it was okay, you know, to feel that way about things. And then, so when I finally started to dissolve what was really happening and mm -hmm. how that affected me you know I mm -hmm. and not to put any blame or shame on my parents for divorcing they had to do what they had to do right I just internalized it for myself and took it yeah. inward you know for yeah. whatever reason you stuffed your feelings away exactly. quite literally with the food yeah. and, and I think that sometimes we we do beat ourselves up so much like mm -hmm. why are we doing this but we also have to recognize that you did the best you could then. Your brain was trying to protect you with what it knew exactly. at the time. It wasn't as developed. You're not going to be thinking yeah. coping skills yeah. when you're 12 or 14 yeah. or 5. And I think it's okay. You have to forgive yourself right. for that and know that your brain was only trying to protect you. Right. And it was only doing it in the best way it knew how at the time. Exactly. But at some point, you got to take off those training wheels, right? Exactly. You don't need you know, them anymore. Forgiveness is huge. I'm glad you hit that hunt on that, Judy, because for so many years, I think even in my adult life, after having lost the weight, I still didn't forgive myself for having gained the weight. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I still carried a lot of guilt and shame around that because, you know, even when you lose 140 pounds, you don't look like Judy Ho. <laughs> hey, I got, had to go to the doctor many a day and get everything snipped, tucked and tore, ripped off my body. You know, I, yeah. I've had a lot of like, you know, yeah. reparative surgeries to fix all of the loose Yeah. Skin. And you were actually at the brink of death for one of those yes, most girl. recent ones yeah. because some surgeon accidentally nicked a major artery, artery. in my leg. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I actually almost died in the yeah. pursuit of, of fixing what I thought was broken. And that's when I got a life coach, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because right after that, I thought, what am I doing to myself? You right. know, you lost, I lost 140 pounds. I didn't wake up being a Victoria's Secret model. You know, I had mm -hmm. to then, after having the surgery, I still had to actually lose the weight and then stick with it and then maintain it somehow. You know, it's been over mm -hmm. 20 years now. So, and then, you know, having... Being, you know, 30 years old and having 80 year old boobs was not cute. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I was doing a lot, you know, I had to get a breast lift and then I had to get a tummy tuck. Oh and, my gosh. And, um, and then I had a baby and I had to do it all over again. <laughs> so, right. And I thought my first son was going to be it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and have a, you know, just a little mommy makeover yeah. to repair some of the, you know, some of the things that I had accumulated over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the surgery, the doctor had a malpractice incident and almost killed me. And I bled out wow. and I was in ICU for two weeks and I had to have <gasps> three blood transfusions. What? And, yeah, you were in the over, ICU for two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I had a one-year-old baby at home. Oh. And I thought, laying there, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why mm. am I not connecting it was a wake up mm -hmm. call. I was like, are yeah. you doing all of this for what? For who? I mean, so your right. thighs don't jiggle. <laughs> right. Girl, right. please. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, I'd rather have two working legs than no legs at all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so when I, when I started recognizing like, okay, this has got to, I got to change something about this inside because mm -hmm. I can do anything outside, but if yep. that's going to end up killing me, then it's not worth it. Right. And I have somebody to live for. Yes. That needs his mom more than he needs, than I need thighs, you know? Right. And so I, uh, I really took a deep dive into what was going on with me. And yeah. then, and, and that's, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Almost dying was the best thing that almost happened. Yeah. To it was a true wake up call at that <laughs> yeah. time to say, okay, I can keep doing physical right. repairs. Yeah. I can do physical, what yeah. you think were repairs anyway, yeah. right? Like I can keep transforming my outside, yeah. but what about the inside? Right. What's really going on? And, right. and I think that's what led your life coach, your conscious coach to say, yes. take a look at the role alcohol yeah. and marijuana have in your life. Well, in anything. I, yeah. I like to shop too. Oh gosh. And everything's well, right on my phone. Amazon. I got a package. Yeah, I'll waiting. let you have that one though. I love Amazon. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that All one. Right. Yeah, we're good on that one. Well, now it's, <laughs> I, I'm trying to save myself from going in public so I don't get coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Now everyone's on Amazon. Yeah, it's so yeah, insane. Exactly. But, right. um, but I, but I get it, you know, and I think it, it actually does take such a brave person to then say, okay, I'm going to try. Yeah. to cut alcohol yeah. and to cut 
marijuana out yeah. and see what that does yeah. and then sit with the uncomfortable feelings that sometimes come up yes. or the weird thoughts that come up the self-judgmental yes. things that can come up from our brain yes. and just sit with it. it girl but the sitting with it is the hard part who wants to feel the shitty feelings yeah, yeah. i mean really yeah. that's why we that's why anybody everyone who's listening is like feel my feelings what the yeah. heck i don't want to yeah. feel sad yeah but i gotta tell you get it once you feel them because i've actually had to i've let myself really feel them i went on a spiritual journey to peru last year and uh -huh. um we I said we had a plant medicine ceremony, which was so transformative for me because in the that experience, I got to sit with feelings I had not felt in so long. And it was mm -hmm. heartbreaking. It was uh, exasperating. It was yeah. hilarious. I mean, it was a really good experience for me to get a lot of feelings out. And then on the other side of it, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. It's not so yeah. bad to feel sad for myself. Like, cry and get it out. Yeah. Who doesn't feel good after a I love cry? a good cry. Don't you? I love a good cry. I do too. I go to the theater sometimes. I'm like, I really hope this movie makes because it feels very <laughs> cathartic. It does. It actually you get the does. Snot out. Like, you know? oh, yes. You know you're coughing. Oh yeah. I mean a good cry, and I recommend that at least once a month. I, yes. I you know. Yes. Now that I'm pregnant, I cry almost every day, which is yeah. fine. It's fine too it's because fine. you know those are your hormones. Can't yeah. control that. Yeah. But but I think it is such a beautiful thing that you allowed yourself to have that experience, yeah. and it is kind of countercultural yeah. because our culture basically sells. Positive feeling, happiness, yeah. joy, da da da. Yeah. Well, how would you even know if it's happiness if you've never felt Man, anything, anything different else, from it, right? right? That good good vibes only mentality is it's so ridiculous. Archaic, yeah, it's ridiculous. No, feel really awful sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and when out. you're doing meaningful things like you're kicking ass at your career, Thank you're having you. another baby, all of these things, as amazing and as um as you as great as you feel, also come with yeah. lots of. Fear, challenges, yeah. stress, you know, mm -hmm. all of the most important things in life, those journeys are yeah. not all going to be just cupcakes and rainbows. No. You know, you it's know? not. It's silly. And, and stepping outside of the comfort zone is so important when it comes to recreating your new life or to living a supercharged life. Yeah. Stepping outside of your comfort zone is the only way to do that. If, if you know, to 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 dare to live boldly and to just try something new or even to fail sometimes is yeah. really important. And that's why I think it's so lovely that you are now involved with shop class. Oh, I yeah. actually love that show so much for a few reasons. First of all, you're wonderful on it. Oh, I also you. adore Justin Long. And I think he's, he's a good host. He's so cute. And he's the cutest. Love that guy. <laughs> he's so great. But I think what you're teaching our next generation is you can develop a skill. Yeah because that's what they're doing. They're learning yeah. skills. I love that they get work in teams too. Yes. So you can work with a peer. It's not all about the competition. You yes. work with a peer to develop a skill and you work really hard. But guess what? Life, sometimes you don't win. You're there right. is going to be one winner right. and there's going to be two teams that are not winners. Right. And that's life it's and so, it's okay. It's so and true. And you went for it and good for you. Yes. And also you learned a real skill that's yes. not about the internet, that's yes. not about your phone. That's and it's right. something that you'll always get to take with you. Yes. So, yeah, I, you know what? There is like, it's like you said, anytime you put yourself in a position where you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, you're yes. already winning because yes. you've dared to do that. Yes. So those kids were so inspiring because they really showed me how to how to stay how to be brave and show up in the arena yeah and it was awesome yeah it was really really awesome to yeah. see that I think yeah. it's a great message and I think it's a great message for the next generation yes that, hey it's okay yeah you're gonna feel ecstatic sometimes and you're gonna feel really bummed when you really wanted something and you didn't get it yes. but that is life and it's better that you learn now yes. than when you're in your 20s or 30s and it's the first time you've ever had anything that resembles a failure and you do not know how to pick exactly. yourself up yeah ah. But love it. They learn the skills. Like you said, it's so oh, good. I want to come watch you on set sometime. <laughs> Get me a guest pass. Please, I would love I to be there. Are you I would kidding love, me? Would no, you want to come no, on the I show? I really would like Say to come no more, to see girl. the show. I would love to be there. And I, I love what they do. It's just yeah. amazing what they can do. Those little, I'm like, you're 14. How are you thinking this oh, way? Man, I'm telling and the way you. they talk too. They're like, right? the design element. I'm like, who are you? I, I said the same thing. You? I was like, what is going on here? I thought there was going to be a bunch of little kids running around. These kids were geniuses. I mean, seriously, to be able to get... I, we don't see kids making anything anymore. You know, yep. like now there's no Lincoln logs and 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 those kinds of things in toys anymore. It's all you know, technology based. And so yes. being able to get the kids off the iPads and to oh. see their ingenuity was so inspiring. So cool. And it's, I hope that it inspires another generation of makers. You know, I've recognized in my career, like, uh, you know, we're all 
told to get into this business of, of high tech yeah. and, and the generation of, of, you know, craftsmen are kind of dwindling out. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see, and they're all retiring. So it's interesting yeah. to see this show because it really inspires, uh, you know, a next generation of craftsmen. Yeah, I really think so. And I think it is so therapeutic actually to yeah. touch things with your hands, yes. things that are tangible, yes. work with them and then make a product out of them. Yes. Because that's actually the impetus behind art therapy. Art yes. therapy is like that because you take raw materials right. and you make something and not only is the product amazing, right. it's also the process, right? right? Both can be so educational and so it's therapeutic. So, so I love yeah. it. Now, before you go, Lauren, I want to play a little game oh. with you. Oh, game. I want to play a little Would You Rather Super Mom oh, Edition. Let's do it. So, Dwayne be, Johnson. That's right. Let's. <laughs> you're like, any answer Dwayne, is if Dwayne you're Johnson. I'm, I'm still not married. <laughs> you're like, still available, technically. Dwayne, are you listening? I, I because, love you, baby. But yeah. Dwayne, if you're listening. Yeah, just, just <laughs> we'll send this direct to Dwayne. Edit that out. He's going to kill me. <laughs> Being a mom, whether you're a stay-at-home or a working mom, is obviously a tough job and, and one that involves dealing with some uncomfortable, embarrassing, and very difficult situations. So I want to know which would you rather okay. experience your child's temper tantrums in public or change your child's diaper while you're shopping? Change my kid's diaper. He better not act a fool in public. Yeah, I know. That's oh, and then and then people look at you, right? Yeah. As if it's your fault. You're like, I can't. This uh, I is know. Not me. I've learned to let go of any parenting shame or guilt, but uh, oh. yeah, we'll definitely change the diaper. People love to <laughs> shame parents. Exactly. It's so silly. It's like as if you've never been <laughs> exactly. in a situation before. I was the person who would probably judge before, but now yeah, I'm kid and I understand no. Isn't that how funny life works. Once you have a child, yeah. you know what it's like. Yeah. Okay, clean a puke on the carpet or clean a pee Ooh. in the bed. Pee in the bed. Yeah, I don't I like can't, puke. I can't do puke. I don't like the smell of it. Oh, if somebody Ugh. starts to have that regurgitative reaction yes. next to me, it makes me want to throw too. up. Me too. So no, I can't do that. In fact, my kid yeah. peed in the bed last night. <laughs> I put him in there with no pull up, and I was like, Oh, oh man, whoops. I just watched the sheets. Eh. So that was but a it's fun just two pee. in the morning. Yeah, just pee, not puke at least. Not puke. <laughs> okay, stay at home with your child or go to work. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> that's oh. a tough one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, do I have to pick? Ah, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather stay at home with my child. Oh yes. yeah. You know, well, you you only get those few years. I know. And he's you don't get so them back. Cute. I just yeah. love him to death. He's got so much energy, and I'm like, can we lay down? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to watch yeah. Toy Story? And and right now in his developmental time, because he's three, right? Yeah. It's the time when he wants to be the most active. Oh yeah. I'm like this is not lining up. But very I found well. a great bounce house that I can great, and that serves all all like throw um, him in there. Kate, yeah, vegetarian <laughs> food. So I'm like sit there and eat really great food and let him play. Perfect. So much better than an iPad. Exactly. Get up at 5 a.m. with an energetic kid, which Oof. obviously you do, yes. or stay up late with your energetic hyper kid. Oof. Get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Are you a morning person? I'm, I, I, well, I am a morning person, but I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I'd you're rather like, stay up late with him instead of, yeah. You're like, define morning. Yeah, exactly. Like 5 a.m. What I've learned is I can throw on like a Dateline special and he falls asleep quickly. He doesn't, yes. he doesn't like the TV. He doesn't like narrated television, which I love. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've learned if I can throw in a little Keith Olbermann or something and he's in there listening, he's like, yeah. oh. So we don't have any late nights and we don't have early mornings. That's right. <laughs> it's all about balance. There we it's go. It's all about balance, exactly. girl. Well, I want us to move on to the supercharged tip of the day because okay. my podcast is all about giving people actionables. I want this to motivate people to okay. take action in their lives today. Perfect. And your story, just your entire life and your journey just really inspires me to talk about a tip for self-acceptance, right? Because that's really where everything starts. It is. And if you can't accept yourself and love yourself right. first, right. how can you go on to nurture all of your projects, the right. people in your right. life? And how can you expect other people to love and respect you? Yes, exactly. You just can't. You so can't. you have to find a way towards self-acceptance, but it's obviously hard. And it's yeah. obviously we're all a work in progress in this area. Yeah. But what are some of your favorite strategies oh. for that self-acceptance? How, do, how mm. do you start to make contact with it? And what can you tell our listeners? Well, I think my first, gosh, there's so many tips that I use. I do it all the time. I love I, number it. Number one, I check in with myself. I make sure to check in with myself first. Mm -hmm. When someone says something to me, I go, oh, when I react, I'm like, oh, that I don't like that. Or I didn't feel that was good. And I, and I go, well, I have to check in with myself. Why are you upset? Why do you feel bad? So I just check in with myself every day. I ask myself questions. How do you feel? Yeah. Which is the, I never had, that's why I was doing all the things I was doing because I yeah. never really asked that. So yeah. my first question to myself is how do I feel? Um, right. And then, and I really try to process that feeling of emotion. 
or that emotion, yeah. whatever feeling it is. Yeah. That's my first bit of advice. But I think in terms of accepting myself, man, I, I got to tell you, I every morning I wake up and I'll, I'll say five things I'm so grateful for. Not necessarily about oh, my body, but good. just be really being important. To, it's so important to be grateful for your life. Yeah. And the things that are in it right where they are and being present in the, that moment. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. I always say something that I'm grateful for, even if it's just hearing the birds outside or, yeah. you know, uh, having the sheet over me, you know what I mean? Like I'm really have to be cognizant of being grateful. Yes. And then the third thing I think I'd say is, you know, in terms of accepting your body, because again, this is, you have to just kind of let go of the notion that I'm going yes. to be a Victoria's Secret model yeah. and, and that physical thing that I, that, that I aspire to be and finding something about my body that day that I love, like, yeah. because I almost lost my leg. I really love my leg right now. Yeah. And it's a jiggly You're old like, thigh. What an awesome leg I have. I got a good, it cost me $200,000 <laughs> oh. medical insurance. Oh, But God. I'm saying, I've never, never liked, I, my thighs were the biggest thing for me before. And yeah. now it's like, I'm so grateful for this leg. Yeah. So those are the things that I, I recommend to people, you know, because you don't know what you got till it's gone. And when yeah. you, you know, and, and so if one of those, if something on your body was missing or not, not in working order, you, you would really miss it. So yeah. I, those are things that I really try to be cognizant of. So, um, yeah. So Lauren, tips. I love those tips. They're great. Yeah. Greater self-awareness. Yes. Having gratitude. Yes. And also just appreciating something about yeah. you, yeah. your body, your life. Yes. I mean, always having that humble heart. Yeah. But I will add one more thing, which I think is so important, which is yeah. back to that theme that you had talked about earlier about the loneliness that you felt yeah. when you were overweight right. and when you just didn't feel good about yourself. I think that actually leads to reduce self-acceptance yes. because then you're just there with your thoughts and your yeah. thoughts are the meanest things. I mean, they just beat you up. They crazy? say crazy things or judgmental. And so it's almost having self-acceptance yeah. is starting to just today go to one trusted person yeah. and just tell them something about yeah. yourself that you'd been hiding away Yeah, because that self-acceptance is yes. admitting, Hey, I had a super mean thought today. Yes. And I felt like an awful person, yes. but nevertheless, I had it. Yeah. And actually sharing that with somebody. It can just be something that simple, right? But just yeah. share it with one person. That's a great that tip. That you trust. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's we need good. to just start to accept that about ourselves. Because we all have flaws. Because well, we all think that we're all thinking crazy thoughts alone. But oh, everyone's yeah. thinking them. Oh, I think the craziest thoughts alone. <laughs> Me I mean, too. I, I feel crazy. like I should write... Like I should be a Stephen King. But they're just thoughts. They're not really yeah, things. Yeah, they're not, they're not really that. Thank you. I tell everybody this. I'm like, hey, you know what? Thoughts are just mental events. Yeah. And yet they're so powerful. Yeah. You have a thought and you think it's either already happening yeah. or it's happened yeah. or it's going to happen. And you don't have to believe every thought you think. No, because we have an average part? of 50,000 thoughts a day. Jesus, if you believed much? in all of them and processed all of them, our brains would explode. No wonder we're exhausted and tired I'm and exhausted. drinking all the time. We need a drink. You I feel drink? like, yeah, I know, right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel like this My pivoted. Guys, we're going for a this cocktail. pivoted. <laughs> I will go shopping with you. Okay, I will go shopping. I'm going to come visit you on set and okay. then we're going to go shopping. Fair enough. Fair that, enough. That's fair good. Enough. And then we're, we're going to have kombuchas or something. Yeah, okay. There's right. a little alcohol in there, but it's healthy. It kind of does. Because it has that little like weird buzz. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we can. We can do that. All right. That's what we'll do. Well, Lady Lauren, kombucha. Yes. There we go. We have a whole plan for a girl's day. And yeah. Lauren, I just love your work. You're so inspirational. Where can our listeners find you? I would love it if you'd follow me on Instagram or Facebook or uh, Twitter at Lauren Mack. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-K-K, two Ks. Or uh, you can follow me on Homegirl Next Door, my website, or any of my TV shows. So Shop Class on Disney is uh, streaming now. Every Friday is a new episode. And then Homemade Simple on Saturday mornings on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Beautiful. I love it. Lauren, it was so lovely to meet you. you. Listeners, I really hope that you liked our supercharged tips today for self-acceptance. We all need a little bit more of that. And I really am grateful to take one of Lauren's tips. I'm grateful for you to listen to this episode. And if you like the show and you want to learn more, be sure to subscribe download and listen to my podcast and tell your friends to do the same and yeah. follow me on Instagram as well at Dr. Judy Ho. I'm Dr. Judy. And remember, anytime is a great time to supercharge your life.